today, the Boulder, Colorado shooting suspect, what you won't hear on the mainstream media, and Democrats, Democrats waste no time pushing gun control. We've got a lot coming up today, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Sheriff Bill Wayburn himself of Tarrant County. Thank you for being here. It's great to be here. Uh, also, Yaku Bullions, host of the Yaku Bullions Show. Also, thank you for being here. It's good to be with the sheriff. It's, it's good to be with you. It's good. I mean, I'm, I am glad to have both of you here for both of your expertise uh, because both of them are so needed. Uh, today. So headlines for the day today, the uh, Boulder, Colorado police officials updated the public regarding the mass shooting that happened yesterday at the King Supers grocery store. It, of course, left 10 people dead, including the first police officer to arrive on the scene. Uh, the suspect has been charged with 10 counts of first degree murder. Um, now, I would just like to just for reference before we knew all of the uh, the details there, of course, not only mainstream media journalists, um, also people such as Kamala Harris's sister herself. Uh, we were hearing from everyone about how white men are horrible. This was obviously a white man. We have to stop white men killing people uh, on and on and on about white white men. Uh, but police later identified the suspect as Ahmad uh, Al-Elisa, Al a 21-year-old who is a, a refugee from Syria. So um, not a white man, as it turns out. And uh, it's interesting because, um, and uh, gentlemen, I do want to get your thoughts on on this, but um, it is interesting because I did go to these, you know, CNN headlines right before we started, actually. And I was just kind of browsing to see what they said about it, because, you know, anytime there's a white man uh, who opens up fire, I mean, we just saw this in the uh, the shooting at the spas. Right. It's it was a white man and it was he was targeting Asians and uh, there, no mention of the person's race. Twenty one year old suspect faces 10 counts of murder. Um, what we know about the shooting suspect. And of course, in in these articles buried in the articles, it says, well, his family said that he wasn't he wasn't really political. So uh, even though if you went to his Facebook before it got scrubbed, he had articles from the Washington Post. Uh, one of them was about the refugee uh, migrant issues that they wrote about under President Trump. And he said Trump's uh, and he used a word that I won't say, but it wasn't pleasant words about President Trump. Now, if you listen to the mainstream media, of course, it's just, well, it was mental illness. It was paranoia. He certainly had no political affiliation, so it couldn't be that. Um, also, nothing to see here because this isn't a white male that we can put up as a poster child for why white males are horrible. Um, and so, you know, again, I'm not here to, to push any certain narrative. I want the facts to come out uh, so that we can know them. But it's just frustrating that if you are a certain race, a certain ethnicity, perhaps a certain religion, uh, they're always very quick to put that as the reason, as the motive for anything, anytime anything like this happens. Now, all of a sudden, uh, they hear the name of the person and they've, they've stopped and kind of revamped what they're going at, Sheriff. Well, first of all, the 10 people that perished there, how heartbreaking is that? Mm -hmm. And I will tell you from a law enforcement perspective is that officer that rushed into that alone was an incredible hero. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I understand he was the father of seven children. Mm. 
that set aside of that horrible tragedy, this narrative where they jump on this, where they want to bring race into it, instead of deal with that evil walks boldly among us. And it comes in every color, white as well as every other color. And this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with evil people who walked in with evil intentions. And often when you rush with the first report, it's always going to be wrong out of these crises. And uh, but they want to rush that that narrative racism, which I think is an empty word these days because they've overused it. And I think that is showing their own bigotry. Mm, that's a yeah. great point. Yeah, I, I, Sheriff's making such a good point, And I've, I've said it before. It seems to me they cannot run a country or a party without bringing race into the equation and race divides. The second you go there, you're polarizing people in the midst of families losing family members, Absolutely. which should be the focus, yeah. the tragedy of the people rallying around the people, the family members, right? One thing that's not mentioned that also gets me, Sarah, and you, you, you pointed to it a little bit, uh, is, is religion, mm -hmm. right? The second it seems to be that it could be an individual that is of Muslim descent right. or Muslim belief. Right. There is silence. But churches are shuttered. Christians are thrown under Absolutely. the bus. And it's, it's, it's wrong. It's just not right. We are a country where all men and women are equal and free. You believe in you f your faith, whatever it is that you want, 100%. But you cannot call balls and strikes and change the game mid-tempo. Because the illusion is, well, if it's a white guy, it's probably a Christian. Mm -hmm. You know, if okay. it's Christian, it's probably a white guy, you know, and not so much. All right. The, again, evil to, to the sheriff's point, evil does not profile. It doesn't ask, are you black, white, no. Hispanic, Caucasian, South African, African American? It doesn't <laughs> ask that. It's an agreement. It's people who make agreement with evil and they're led by evil and they're going to do evil things. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it was interesting, too, because some of the people who were just sort of assuming that this was going to be a white male, because in their words, it's always a white male. One of the things that they pointed to was uh, the fact that the that the suspect made it out alive, which to me is just a slap in the face, especially to the officer who lost his life, Absolutely. Uh, because they're basically the insinuation there is, well, the police always kill the suspect if they're not white. Uh, so it must have been white because he was actually brought out alive. What are your thoughts on that, Sheriff? Well, I think that the police department did as good a job as they could. It's unfortunate they didn't prevent the deaths of those 10 people. However, I believe that suspect was wounded. We don't know where that bullet came from and that they brought him out alive but wounded. And these people haven't been in those combat mm -hmm. situations. Right. They don't understand that the dynamics are tenths of a second, not seconds long. And people, good people, the cops in this situation, are making split-second decisions mm -hmm. to, uh, to do what they can to neutralize the situation, and that's exactly what they did. And that's called a success. Even though we lost 10 people, it's horrific. They, they ended that. Yeah. Sheriff, huge success. I mean, what do you want police to do? They kill a guy, they're wrong. They bring him out alive, they're wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like they, they, they want the police, if it's, if it's not an African-American, a black man, to say, well, should have shot him because he's not black. I don't understand the mentality, always putting law enforcement in the corner Damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, this is a massive 
under the circumstances, a victory of law enforcement doing the best it can. Yeah. This shows you that it's really not about the people. It's about rhetoric. And, and they'll spin it anyway. And mm -hmm. I want it to be about those 10 families. Mm -hmm. Seven children. Seven children now need to be comforted and say, your dad died for this country. Your dad is a hero. Th that's a decade worth of therapy that's about to ensue in that family at this moment. Why, why aren't people focused on that? Focused on how do we rebuild that community and those kind of things versus throwing race in and start polarizing people in the middle of this thing. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, you know, of course, the details have not come out of, you know, what, how he got the gun, all of that. So, you know, we'll get into the whole gun control being pushed by Democrats before the bodies are even cold yet. But it is very frustrating, too, because, you know, you bring up Sheriff. They did as good a job as they could do. However, the best way to, you know, to make sure that people aren't able to do the mass amount of damage is to make sure that citizens feel empowered to arm themselves because Absolutely. police can only do so much. They can't be in every single place at the same time waiting for something like that to happen. There's going to be some sort of response time involved. Absolutely. Is that in the study of mass shootings, they last about 90 seconds and in an and think about an incredible police response is two minutes. Mm. So, you know, they're 36 yep. seconds late. Yep. Uh, when these things are happening and uh, going back to those dynamics of the police are rushing to the scene they're going to get there they're going to do everything they can and I might add that in a long time of policing and knowing a lot of officers that have been in there and done that and been in these gunfights never ever have I ever seen race be a factor it's yeah. been, yeah. I need to stop the actions of this person. I am in fear of my life. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, just hitting on that once again, but 90 seconds and a two-minute response time is incredible. In 90 seconds, it's over. Is that, if you could, um, if you could get the public to understand one thing about your job, is that what it would be? That it's just, they un until you've lived it, you have no idea what kind of, decisions have to be made in such a split second that it, you just can't relate unless you've been there? That I, I, I hate to put it in such a, uh, uh, that is the message, but I hate to say that and put it in that box. And what I would invite people to do is get with your local police departments or sheriff's department, go through that civilian police academy and let them put you in those dynamic situations. Because every time that I've been involved in doing that with citizens, Oh my goodness! Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know yeah. it. It it, it the, the the eyes are opened. Yeah, on what we're dealing with. Yeah, I mean, Yaku, I know that you've worked a lot with law enforcement as well, mm -hmm. and it's interesting. You know, it's very easy to be an armchair quarterback mm -hmm. when uh, you're sitting watching everything unfold, or when something doesn't happen the way that you know it would be ideal. It's very easy to say, "Well, they should have done this. They should have done that." Well, certainly they didn't. They they did this because they're racist, or they did that because you know they have some sort of different agenda. And it's like, no, you watch them and they're just they're like they'd like to get home to their families exactly as well. when we get to the decision matrix the decision tree in a human being psychology mm -hmm. in in 90 seconds that guy's a human being that officer male of human, human being as well they're making decisions it, it is i want to stay alive i got to neutralize the situation save the people here probably a flash of my children. I mean, it's so many decisions in a split second. Split so second. to walk out of this situation like this is, is, a, is a huge victory. Uh, but to your point earlier, if citizens are able to assist police in any right. fashion, 
See something, say something, be armed, or assist, because it is 90 seconds. Think about 90 seconds. I mean, I waited 15 minutes for a coffee at Starbucks yesterday. <laughs> it's 90 seconds. Yeah. And we're asking, and you really think that man in that position go, oh, he's black. Oh, he's right. what? Abs- that is absolute hogwash. There's no time even to think that. I mean, people don't even do well when there's a traffic jam. They can't even stay in their lane. I mean, so I love what the sheriff is saying. Let's get more public through, you know, community police programs mm-hmm. and let them. There's reality and then there's narrative. And the reality here is it's like that. I hate to say it, but it's, I feel like it says more about the person who is making that assumption about the police. It says more about them absolutely, uh, and their motives and their heart than it does about the, the uh, police force yeah. themselves. Um, you know what? Let's let's do something. Let's go ahead and take a break a little bit early and then we can get into all of this uh, gun control agenda that the Democrats are pushing because I want to make sure we have enough time to do that. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. Uh, if you have not heard of the crime of home title theft, consider yourself lucky because that means that it has not happened to you yet. But uh, just in case you were wondering, cybercrime is up 75%, and that is how home title theft happens because cyber criminals go on online where our home's titles and mortgages and all of that is kept. Everything's kept online. So they go online and they forge your signature on a quick claim deed uh, stating that you sold your home to them. And then at that point, they can take out loans on your home. They will leave you in debt. All of your retirement nest egg can be gone in a split second. You're not going to know until late payment notices arrive. Or better yet, you've got someone like knocking on the door. Hi, we're here to move in because we just bought your house. And you're like, no, you didn't. This is my house. Yeah, don't let that happen to you. Insurance does not cover this. Common identity theft programs do not cover this. Home Title Lock does. Home Title Lock will shut it down anytime they see anyone tampering with your home's title. Uh, You need to find out if you have already been a victim and don't know it yet before the damage is done. You can do that at HomeTitleLock.com. Use promo code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. That is promo code RADIO. Again, don't know why it's code RADIO. Realize this is not a radio program. But use the code, especially if you are uh, one of the unlucky ones who finds out that this has happened to you. You're going to need the code. It is code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. That is HomeTitleLock.com. Back in a minute. So, of course, before details came out about this latest shooting that happened yesterday in Boulder, Democrats rushed to advance their gun control agenda. Uh, Chris Murphy from Connecticut said, this is the moment to make our stand now. Today, our movement is stronger than the gun lobby. They are weak. We are potent. Finally, a president and a Congress that supports gun reform. No more Newtowns, no more Parklands, no more Boulders. Now we make our stand. Uh, And then one from our Good friend of the program, Adam Schiff. Uh, As horrifying reports continue to emerge from Colorado, my heart is with the victims, their families, and the Boulder community. Once again, a gunman has turned a public space into a site of tragedy. We don't have to live in fear like this. We must pass common sense gun reforms. Uh, Shortly after that, President Biden gave a short speech during a press conference about uh, gun control and an assault weapon ban. Here's what he had to say. While we're still waiting for more information regarding the shooter, his motive, the weapons he used, the guns, the magazines, the weapons, the modifications that apparently have taken place to those weapons that are involved here, I don't need to wait another minute, let alone an hour, to take common sense steps 
that will save the lives in the future. And to urge my colleagues in the House and Senate to act, we can ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines in this country once again. I got that done when I was a senator. It passed. It was law for the longest time. And it brought down these mass killings. We should do it again. We can close the loopholes in our background check system, including the Charleston loophole. That's one of the best tools we have right now to prevent gun violence. Later, uh, after Joe Biden made these remarks, his White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, also said that executive order was not off the table. She said, we are considering a range of levers, including working through legislation, including executive action that has been under discussion and will continue to be under discussion. And that Joe Biden, as vice president under Barack Obama, was leading the effort on determining executive actions that could be taken on gun safety measures. And it was something that he was very passionate about. Um, so, Sheriff, these are, I feel like this is the exact situation that we feared, you know, having the Democrats in power, having a Democrat as president, that they would try to stuff through uh, part of their agenda, one of which is gun reform. What are your thoughts on uh, what Joe Biden suggested there with, you know, all of his, the, the jargon, the keywords, the buzzwords that the buzzwords that he used? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, we knew this was coming. Mm hmm. We knew it was coming. This election had consequences, and here they are. And they're wanting to take away uh, guns. They're going to want to restrict them a great deal. Uh, we need to get ready to to fight the good fight, and I'm talking about in court, right. and take it up and, and protect our Second Amendment in that general way. Uh, I think it is amazing to me that there will be probably 10,000 people murdered in the United States this year, and that's horrible. There will be 40,000 people out on our highways that are going to be killed, and speeding will be an element in every one of those, but we don't see them saying, okay, we need to lower the speed limit to 40 miles an hour so that we save all of these lives and try to control the object instead of the behavior of the people. And it's early on in the shooting in Colorado, but in 99% of the shootings, that this occurred at, there will be red flags in this person's history. I'm not saying it is in this one, right. but generally it is. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see places where, where we were failed by possibly law enforcement and the judicial system. But yet they want to go after your rights and my rights because that we had evil show up in Colorado. Yeah. Sarah, have you been to Boulder recently? I have not. Okay. I was in Boulder. We pulled a 16-year-old out of a meth lab. Okay, in Boulder, Colorado, right? There's body bags coming out of that city every week, right? Fentanyl overdose, yes. which is illegal. Fentanyl is illegal, but people are still dying from fentanyl, right. right? People are dying in that city at rates. I step over needles on the sidewalk. Yes, 10 lives lost. Many more because of a law they put in legalizing drugs in that city. So it's pretty hypocritical, right? And then if gun reform is really going to do the job, uh, you know, what about Chicago? Can we talk Chicago? The strictest gun laws in this country? Mm -hmm. Most murders. Can we talk about that? So the notion that you're going to bring gun laws in and take the Second Amendment away and the evil guy 
is not going to be able to find his way to find a gun, Sarah. It's not the good guy that's using the gun. They will find the, guy, the guns from cartels that's coming across the border. Are you kidding me? Just like saying fentanyl is illegal, so now nobody's going to die from fentanyl anymore. That's right. But they're dying. It's ridiculous. This is an attack on the Second Amendment. This is not about guns or keeping people alive at all. This is about taking power from conservative people in this nation. This is about a dethroning of power in our country. I mean, it's hard to imagine that it's not. And of course, while they are trying to take guns out of American citizens' hands, they're also trying to defend the police in some places. So, I mean, it's hard to believe that that's not... Uh, something that they are doing on purpose, one right after another, you know, in conjunction with one another. Because if you're telling us that our police cannot be empowered to step in and save us, and then you're telling us we can't save ourselves, you just want us to be sitting ducks? I mean, it's it's hard to imagine. Um, Sheriff, I also want to get your thoughts on Joe Biden's, the vocabulary that he uses, because I think that it is very... Um, It's very distinct, and I think that it's intentional that he, you know, when we're talking about weapons like an AR-15, he, you know, uses the term assault weapons ban and high-capacity magazines and all of these words that sound very scary, but in actuality, they can make whatever weapon they want an an assault weapon. I I know in one of their latest bills, um, my tiny little 380 that I have at home as one of my well, I had it at home until there was this really big accident and I lost all my guns. Whoops. So don't worry about me. I don't have any. But um, the, the tiny little 380 that's used for home protection would have, I mean, it was on the list of assault weapons to ban because, of course, semi-automatic, they, I think that they, uh, they take advantage of the people who don't know about guns and it sounds scary. And so they get away with pushing it as a narrative. Exactly. And they need to look at the history. In England, in, the, in 1920, they started that slow pot boiling where they took these guns and then more guns. And all of a sudden, the subjects were unarmed. Mm-hmm. And, all, and here we are in the 40s. They're facing an invasion from Germany. And who saved the day but the NRA? Yeah. They brought guns to the English continent. And, uh, and we armed the, the English folks. But you're right, he is using specific language mm-hmm. to send specific signals of this is what we're going after, and, and we're going to take those, and then we're gonna, we're gonna start with the little pistols, and pretty soon, you know that double barrel shotgun that your grandfather right. gave you is now, it's pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. It has two shots in it. Right. So we probably need to narrow that to one shot because we know the Second Amendment is about sporting, right? is it's about shooting geese. <laughs> right, of course. And, and uh, so I think that the narrative is very clear and their intentions are very clear and uh, they're coming after us. Yaku, uh, if only you know people knew, as the sheriff alluded to, uh, what the Second Amendment was actually written for. I think there are a lot of Americans who maybe need to go back and relook at uh, the reason for that. Yeah, I'm sitting here and I really don't want to give you any more after what the sheriff just said because it can't be said better. That, that's, just, that's mic drop. But I'll say this, as an immigrant, uh, it's one of the things I appreciated most about this country mm-hmm. is the right to bear arms, the right to protect my family. Because in South Africa, you cannot shoot a guy in your house. He has to fire first. That's an incredible. And let me tell you, doesn't work. No. Okay. Mm. So, 
uh, just as an immigrant, it's one of the key things that I appreciated most, that I can actually defend my family in this country, and that's what they're coming after. They want you to be fully dependent on the government. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar, which, uh, by the way, I don't think I've talked about this on the program. I was I, in my coffee mug. No, it's not wine. Um, it's a uh, built boost, which I drink all the time. It's good for your immune system. Um, it has like your hundred percent of your daily vitamins and, uh, minerals. And it also has, uh, energy boosting, uh, vitamins and minerals in there as well, because mama don't sleep. All right. So mama needs built boost <laughs> to survive and keep my immune system healthy and strong. But, uh, you also need built bars in your life. If you are looking for a quick snack and maybe you're trying to stay away from the junk food, I know I've heard from so many of you out there. You guys are loving the Bilt Bars. I'm so happy to hear that. I know Yaku. I got yep. Yaku on the Bilt Bar train Absolutely. as well. Now you got to get me on Bilt Boost. I know. He's this like, is, and this is natural. Yes. Yes. This yeah. is natural. Yeah, which is hard to find. It's like a little fizzy. You, you put know in your me. Water bottle. Yeah. You yeah, know me. Yeah. I'm not going to use a brand that's all chemicals. No, she's not. So it's the good no. stuff. All right. Uh, the but built bars as well. They're low in calories. Uh, they're high in protein and fiber. And I probably eat too many of them a day. I don't know. Um, I haven't like gained weight from them, so I feel like I'm clear. But uh, they're covered in 100% chocolate, and they're a great snack for those of you who are looking for something that tastes delicious but also isn't going to add to your waistline. You can go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code NEWS15 for 15% off of your next order. It is NEWS15 at B-U-I-L-T Bar.com. That is BuiltBar.com. Back in a minute. Before we move on, I do want to uh, draw attention to another headline of the day, which kind of is a very good reminder of why having the Second Amendment is so important, why having the ability to protect yourself is so important. These are crazy times right now. Uh, Black Lives Matter protesters, I say protesters, they're not always just protesters, but uh, Black Lives Matter uh, in Rochester, New York, mobbed a Wegmans grocery store this afternoon, trapping about 100 customers inside. Uh, here's a little bit of what that looked like. So the store, uh, after that, remained closed, and they were able to uh, allow the customers out of the store. But, um, I mean, <laughs> here's, a, here's a tweet from Wegmans. Our East Avenue store in Rochester, New York, is currently closed due to protest activity taking place outside the store. No customers remain in the store at this time. The doors will remain closed. Our number one priority is the safety of our employees and customers. Um, you know, I was told that Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all of these leftist radical organizations would settle down if we would just elect the right president. Here we see, apparently, they are not satisfied yet, Sheriff. Will they ever be satisfied? The answer is no. Mm. They'll never be satisfied. And how frightening it was for those folks in there trying to just shop in the afternoon. And, and obviously, I am such a First Amendment person. I love the First Amendment. i defend the First Amendment, that was stepping over. They were on private property. They were getting aggressive. 
And, uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement was noble in its essence. Yes, I agree. Absolutely noble in its essence. And it's been hijacked by some communists and socialists who have taken it to a far left extreme of radicalism. Mm -hmm. And uh, them, Antifa, and by the way, the white supremacist groups and all of those groups, they all need to be dealt with in a uh, in a matter of uh, uh, law enforcement, in my opinion, that they are, are groups, Antifa, groups that are clear and present danger to the United States and the fabric in which we were found. Yeah. Yeah. If you break the law, you're breaking the law. That's right. The law should not ask what color you are, what a group you're in, far left, far right, I don't care. Mm. Uh, private property rights, these people. When you use your First Amendment right to harm someone else... You've overstepped, yes, period, sir. end of story. Even just to frighten somebody, you can't. But, but it's not going to go away, Sarah, because it was never about that. B- b- these, these are radical individuals. Anarchists yeah. love anarchy. Yeah. They want to see the world burn. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. The, th- what happened, though, to the, to, the, you know, to the point made is a movement was hijacked like it always is, like the Me Too movement was hijacked. Yes, yes. They get hijacked. They start noble and they get hijacked and radicalized for political motive. But we saw that the, the, the factions of Black Lives Matter were complaining about the organization saying, hey, you're not funneling money down to us. There's a disfranchisement there. There's no control. They've lost control over their movement, if you want to call it a movement today still. It's now just hoodlums organizing together and storming a Wegmans, you know, and, and just doing, it's anarchy, doing yeah. whatever they want. Well, uh, it's almost as if, you know, um, letting them burn down cities and then electing a president who excused, you know, all right. of it and stood by while they did all these things. It's almost as if that kind of emboldened them. But hey, what do I know? Uh, moving on to the White House, uh, Press Secretary Jen Psaki was repeatedly pressed multiple times about um, the White House, the Biden administration's decision to use taxpayer dollars to put illegal immigrants up in hotel rooms while, of course, National Guard troops uh, were forced to sleep in parking garages in Washington, D.C. Here is a little bit of Jen Psaki on that. You are opening up new facilities. One of the options that's being reported over the weekend is spending $86 million on hotel rooms for some migrants and feeding them. Um, How do you square that with the National Guard troops who were sleeping in parking garages and, you know, some of them got sick from having contaminated food? That's a disparity a lot of people are pointing out, that our National Guard was treated one way and then illegal immigrants are going to be put in hotel rooms. Well, first, let me say that um, at the time when we became aware of the conditions, National Guard troops were um, in in, in uh, parking garages, as you noted. Uh, the president called the head of the National Guard that day and offered his assistance, offered to uh, play any role that he could play, boosting morale, asking for more aid, making sure they had the right, uh, were treated in the way that they deserved for the incredible role they've played. So Jen Psaki taking some heat there. Uh, she's not the only one. Vice President Kamala Harris is also taking some criticism for laughing. I mean, they should have expected that from her because that's all she knows how to do is laugh anytime she's asked a question. But she laughed when she was asked if she planned to visit the southern border. Here's that exchange. Do you have plans to visit the border? 
Uh, um, not today. <laughs> but um, I have before and I'm sure I will again. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so funny. Except it's not. Uh, but of course she was, where did she go? She was going to Florida and she tweeted out, help is on the way. I, I'm like, what? It's magically going to fall out of the sky. Right. And when they say they helped our troops, well, no, they didn't. Our troops were there for weeks in parking garages, right. sleeping on the concrete after. Well, how about the homeless population who, you know, are American citizens and still don't get that treatment from? You know, that whole notion, Sheriff, you treat your guests very well. These are not guests. These are illegal people in our country. You do not use the taxpayer dollar, $68 million, and you can't treat your troops right. It's, it's appalling to me where the focus is. It's all politics. It's all virtue signaling. It's all about the vote, the next vote, building for 2024, the Hispanic vote. Hey, you remember? You remember? We just, we opened the gate for you. You could come in. Don't forget. Don't forget we put you in hotels, you know? But the American citizen, the man who is, and woman who's literally offering their life up as a soldier, sleeps on concrete. Yeah. Travesty. It is a travesty. And I, you know, when I was a GI, I slept on concrete. I slept in the dirt. We did all that. But here you had an operation that you got to have the opportunity to plan for just a couple of weeks. There was nobody in Washington. Mm-hmm. Nobody's been in Washington. Those hotels were available. They could have taken care of our people. And their priorities are kind of just messed up a little bit. You know, they, they, do, they to do that. And then Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris's response she was not prepared for a response. This tragedy that's this going on at the border, this, uh, I mean, uh, you think about those kids that came over, and they are just commodities, mm-hmm. yep. and they continue to be commodities, and their lives are in shambles, and she goes, not today. Mm-hmm. I'm not going there today. She didn't have any compassion or any conviction on the border issues, uh, are, uh, are those kids at all. Certainly not the compassion and conviction that we were led to believe that they had, she and all of the others in the Senate uh, and in Congress when Donald Trump was president. Absolutely. At least he was trying to uh, give the message, don't come because you will not be accepted in, which, I mean, Sheriff, I'm sure you, know, you have uh, connections within the state of Texas. I'm feeling like the there's a very vast, the vast majority of uh, law enforcement on the border, Democrats included, are all saying, "You Biden, you got to stop this. You have to stop telling them that they can come. This is creating a huge problem for us. You're absolutely correct. It is a bipartisan effort. We've got to shut that border down. We've got to secure it. And now they're talking about somewhere in the neighborhood of 10,000 children that if they can't find somebody to put them with, then they'll want to go to our foster homes, which are incredibly overburdened already. And so he's breaking system after system after system. And somebody's going to have to step in with a little bit of leadership and figure out and do some unpopular things Mm -hmm. and clean that up. Mm -hmm. Or it's going to continue. Mm -hmm. And we're not in the busy months yet at the border. Last word. Sarah, I'll just say he's he's quote unquote guaranteeing that these children will be placed in safe homes. We can't even guarantee an American born foster child a safe home in this country. Not possible. Amen. Really sad. All right. We've got more to come back in a minute.
One of the nation's largest health insurance providers, Cigna, has allegedly told employees not to hire white men. Uh, this is, of course, part of the company's broader critical race theory campaign. Yes, this is part of the same uh, theory that they are teaching and trying to teach more and more in our public schools. This is according to an internal chat log. A hiring manager at Cigna dismissed a white candidate because he did not fulfill the company's diversity standards. Uh, the employee in the chat suggested that the company interview a man with extensive experience for an open position, and the hiring manager allegedly told the employee that the man could not be interviewed because he is white. Um, and then included in their training was an inclusive language guide, which told the uh, the employees that the phrase hip hip hooray was inappropriate language. It also told... <laughs> this is so stupid. What? I can't believe we're... I don't know. I don't know. But uh, here's some more for you. Don't use the term brown bag lunch. You have to say lunch and learn or grab and go because brown bag lunch is somehow... Uh, not inclusive. Wives, husbands, boyfriends, girlfriends, you can't say. You have to say spouse or partner. You cannot say mothering or fathering. You need to say parenting. By the way, don't use master bedroom because that's very triggering. So you need to say the term primary bedroom. And I don't, I don't even understand this one. Long time no see needs to be replaced by it's been a while. <laughs> so, so let me just say this to you. The answer, uh, the answer is no. This is America. Please, please, public. They can't say you, tell you what to say, how to think, what to do. This it's is incredible. A, I want just for the record, I'm a very confident heterosexual ma married to a woman, a wife. <laughs> There's two genders. I'm a man. I have children. We do live in the master bedroom. And I love brown bag lunch. <laughs> I mean, you have to wonder, who are these people who, who sit around and think about these things to be offended by? What does that say about them? Oh, my goodness, <laughs> those poor people, uh, that they have nothing better to think of than this. And I agree with what Jaco said, is that this is America, and don't let them change this. You know, moms have earned that title. Dads yes. have earned yes. that title. Yes. Uh, being a wife is a noble thing. Being a husband is a noble thing. And Cigna... What a bigot, racist yep. group of people. Yes. And when are we, you know, here we are, I believe in what Martin Luther King said. When are we going to judge people by their character right. instead of by their skin color? Yep. You know, I'm a conservative sheriff of a major county and probably as far as major counties, the most conservative sheriff. And I have promoted more people of color and more females to positions of authority than any of the previous sheriffs, mm. but not because of the color of their skin. Right, because they earned it. Character. That's it. There Character. Yeah, Workers you, do his wages. Scripture, 100%. I, I can't think of something more um, discriminatory and racist or you know xenophobic or uh, whatever sexist to say that I can't earn it myself, that you have to do it because of my gender or the color of my skin or whatever. I mean, it's just like, that is such an insult. Yeah. That is way more of an insult than... Sarah, this is affirmative action. Yeah. It is. Yeah, This is, is affirmative action, and they will want it to bleed into, oh, when you open a new business, you got to be X percent... Right. What they would call minority-owned. Yes. Well, who's the minority? I would, I would argue the way you treat us. Right. There are other minority groups that you don't pay any attention to. Yeah. With the wrong color skin. So this is affirmative action in, in broad daylight. It's despicable. Cigna, th that, that is racist. They're bigots. Awful. 
awful. Uh, all right, before we go, we got a couple minutes left. Let's talk about the, the former UFO program chief at the Pentagon, Luis Elizondo, uh, said that there are unexplained vehicles that the Pentagon has seen. Uh, here's a little more on that. We are seeing these, let's call them vehicles, if you will, that are incurring into controlled U.S. airspace that are displaying performance characteristics that are frankly well beyond anything that we can either replicate or, or in some cases really even understand. My business has always been that as an investigator. Uh, I, I was an intelligence officer for the U.S. government, so my business was just to, to find the truth, whatever the truth is, whether it's uh, a it's terrorism investigation or counter espionage. Yeah, we, we applied the same methodologies we did investigating terrorists, uh, if you will, uh, operations and, and operatives as we, we did with this. And the information is very compelling. It's, it's real. Yeah. I just felt like we should bring a little bit of attention to it because in the crazy chaos that is 2021 um, and, and 2022, I think they started talking about it. Like we're talking about UFOs. And nobody's nobody's paying attention to it because there's so much other craziness going on. Um, have you ever had any experience with any UFOs? Well, none, none at all. In fact, in watching that video, that could have been my hat when I was so frustrated over the elections <laughs> throwing in the air. Uh, but, That's uh, right, Sheriff. That, it might have been what it was. But, you know, we have been entranced with these things for since we've the last hundred years and and we're going to continue to be, and, and we're not going to, we're going to have things around us that are unexplainable. Yeah, I don't know that we'll ever get to the bottom of it. I Jacko. just, all, all that's ringing in my head is E.T. phone home. It's just, <laughs> thanks, Spielberg, you, you set off the avalanche back then. I mean, to me, it doesn't matter, honestly. I'm here on this planet to care about people and, and save human lives and advance people. And if there's an alien out there and he's a, he's a, and he's a foe, send him down so we can square up. Well, Until then, I care about the people that are alive here that we need to take care of. Well, listen, I mean, if they are out there and they're watching us, there's no doubt in my mind that they're like, yeah, we don't want anything to do with you guys. <laughs> Y'all take care of your own you problems. Clean up that mess. We're going to stay up here and watch you from afar. <laughs> we got to take a break back. Uh, so fastly. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we don't know how gonna, they're going to treat us. We're green. All right. Uh, don't forget, if you have not yet gone to wherever you got your audio podcast, there's about 10 million platforms available now. But wherever you go, Stitcher, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, go to uh, wherever that is. Find the news and why it matters. Subscribe, rate and review. That will help more people uh, be able to find the program. Help us out with the algorithm. All right. Is all we're asking. And uh, if you give us a, a Give us a good review. Give us a creative review. Give us a funny review. Whatever you'd like, and we may read your review live on air, unless, of course, you are derogatory about me, in which case I will firmly veto the review, and you will not be read on air. All right, we've got one today from Lord, what is this, David Davidson. Yeah. David Davidson, great show, five stars. I love your show. Telling the truth with a little humor. I listen to your podcast daily. I'm late to the party and am binging it, and I love every second of it. 10 out of 5 stars. I also love Built Bars. You, <laughs> I love it. you guys, there, I, there are so many, so many reviews that they have to bring up the Built Bars. 
Yeah, but you We've do such a good a job following. selling Built Bar. Yes, you do. Well, I genuinely love the products that, that I endorse. So I feel like I'm, I'm glad that it comes across. I just have Built anyway. Bar. You take care of Sarah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I like a lifetime supply of Built Bar. Although that's a lot because I do kind of live off of Built Bar. So that's like three meals a day just a built bar uh but uh yes make sure you get your reviews in you may see them read live on air and also don't forget if you are not yet a subscriber of blaze tv if you appreciate the things that we do if you believe in the things that we are doing here at blaze tv go subscribe it is it's very cheap it's very cheap when you consider what you just said you were at starbucks you probably spent more at starbucks on your cup of coffee absolutely than you could for a blaze tv subscription Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.